Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Marcial. Herrera. In back in the bench. Oh, my God. Soccer Sharps. Hey everybody, and welcome back to AZ Soccer Sharps. Soccer. A soccer betting podcast. Today is our UEFA show, and we're going to be covering the Champions League and the Europa League midweek this week. And before we get to that, we need to give our picks out from last show and how they did. Jordan, I think you got that info for us. I do indeed, Dev, and I'm happy to give that info because we did pretty well. We had Liverpool as a pick. That did not work out. You're a loser. But as I say, we did pretty well. That was a bad start, but here we go. We had the under 2.5 goals in Porto hosting Chelsea. That did move to two before kickoff, so I'm sorry if you only got it at two, but we gave it out at 2.5, just saying. Got to pounce early. Um, But hey, yeah, push isn't the end of the world either. We had Villarreal on the money line for the Europa League to get that done. We got that at plus 150, Dev. That's right. Yeah, I don't know what the bookies were thinking on that, putting that at plus 150 on their money line. I don't think they knew what they were doing. No, and they corrected it closer to kickoff, but uh, yeah, once again, once again, you got to get on these plays early. Indeed. Uh, Elsewhere in the Europa League, we had Manchester United traveling to Granada. We took them simply on the money line to get that done, and they did. And finally, our best bet, Dev, was to take Slavia Praha traveling to North London to face Arsenal. We took them on the spread, getting a full goal, and it cashed. Well, we get to see another week of tasty football matchups because I'll tell you, we got the second legs here, and some of these games, particularly the Champions League games, were just phenomenal to watch. I loved watching them. Very exciting. Um, So much fun. A lot of goals happening as well. But let's get right into our breakdown here. And uh, the first game we're going to talk about is this Tuesday. We've got Chelsea hosting Porto. And this one is seeing Chelsea favored by .75 goals at home. The total is set at 2.5. And Chelsea won this one 2-0 in Portugal, which I guess was in Seville. Right. Neutral venue in in Spain. Oh, this one will also be in Seville then. Right. Yeah. In the interest of fairness. So, yeah, they'll be playing that same location in that neutral location. And um, what do we think here, Jordan? Despite it being on a neutral field and the last one being on a neutral field as well, Chelsea's goals from the first leg count as away goals So that because they were the away team on paper. They'll now be the home team. So, like many of the games I think we're going to discuss here for the most part, a lot of these teams are already through pretty much unless you know something atypical happens which is totally possible in UEFA tournaments but I think Chelsea have a really strong advantage now with a two goal lead and both of those goals being away goals they're a really tough stout defense to break down anyway and 
now they've got an advantage where they're not even too worried about scoring. Really, all they're going to do is need to protect the goal. If they score, it's essentially over. Yeah, it's hard to see Porto being able to score against Chelsea. Uh, This defense is super stout. And, you know, Porto in that first leg played a really good game. They really limited Chelsea's chances. Porto looked like the better team at times. The first goal in the first half scored by Mason Mount just on a moment of brilliance, an incredible turn, individual just brilliance that he scored that. So you got to tip your hat to that. And then the second goal is conceded on a bad defensive back pass by the uh, freshly subbed in guy who wasn't ready for the game. I think he wasn't ready for the intensity that and speed that Chelsea attacks you with. Kicks a poor back pass and uh, Ben Chilwell intercepts it and takes it all the way for the second goal there. And like you said, probably sealing Chelsea's way through here. But again, Porto, look, if they don't have that mistake and it's only 1-0, this would be a lot closer. And I think in their minds, look, they'll try to score. They're tough. They've been around. They've, uh, they're experienced and they have a lot of veterans who know how to play. They won't be cowed in this second leg. Yeah, I think that's fair. And listen, they, they've got nothing to lose. They have to go for it here. And I, But I do think that that sort of plays into Chelsea's hands more. Um, they have a lead. They're going to try and protect the lead. But then with desperation, as Porto comes forward, that's going to leave space and holes to exploit. And so for me, which I think is going to be a theme throughout this show, I'm basically going to go back to a lot of the bets we took last week. Um so I, I like the under here again, under 2.5, which is available at minus 120. And I also like Chelsea, uh, probably just on the money line again. I think they probably win like 1-0 or 2-0 again. Um, of course, I wouldn't put those together because if Porto score, that bet is blown. Um, between the two, I would probably favor the total playing the under there of course Chelsea did just come off of a 4-1 game they finally broke Thomas two goals two goal ceiling they did it they got four today yeah the first time they've scored over two goals since they got the new manager unreal yeah so maybe maybe be wary of that but I I do think this will be cagey as as Chelsea sets up to be really hard to break down yeah I uh, I think the probably smart play on the total is the under uh, because, again, as we've said many times, both these teams are very defensive, cagey. But for me, the bet is Chelsea money line. Chelsea just are the better team. I'm sorry to say, Porto, fantastic run to make it this far, uh, beating Juventus and getting to this point. But I think Chelsea, they are in such a groove right now. The way they play, it's really fluid. Players know what each other are going to do, um, and they trust one another. And I think... They're going to see probably the majority possession here. Porto's going to try to go forward. It's going to leave them exposed, as you were saying. And uh, Chelsea's so fast on the break. I'll be curious to see who Tuchel starts in this one. I think the lineup that they started with today in the EPL match, you know, he had Pulisic, Hudson-Odoi, Havertz, and Mount were sort of like an attacking four up there in the interchange. And, and it was really, I thought they were creating tons of chances. Yeah, they looked terrifying. Um I wonder if that's going to revert to Timo Werner instead of Pulisic, maybe? Probably. I think, you know, Christensen got a rest. Zuma came into the lineup. Um, I think we'll see Christensen and Rudiger and Aspilqueta at the back, and then we'll have Werner leading the line. Maybe he goes Giroud. Um, but, 
probably like Ziyech and Werner were rested because he wants them to play again. Here, probably pretty similar to the lineup he put out that worked so well the first leg. Yeah. Um, and also Porto much, much better than Crystal Palace. Uh, so we're probably not going to see something quite as high scoring as we did today. I'll be wagering on Chelsea myself. I'll probably, I'll, t- I think the under would be the one to take, but I'm a little cagey on it. I, I feel, I just, I got like a weird gut thing about it. I'm, I'm going to stay away, I think. That's fair. We we could recall um, Porto's second leg against Juventus, which saw them through, ended up being very high scoring. So, yeah, never, never, not saying that it's impossible for these teams to go over. I like Chelsea too there, Dev. Well, moving on to our next Tuesday game, we have Paris Saint-Germain hosting Bayern Munich. And Paris in this one is actually home dogs of .25 goals. The total is set at 3.5. And man... That first leg, what an epic game. What a game. Just snowing in Munich. Half the pitch is covered in snow and the ball's getting stuck in it. We saw five goals and PSG were able to get the victory 3-2, to two, even though Bayern dominated in possession, shots, shots on target. But what do we think is going to happen in the second leg with the Bavarians traveling to Paris? I think it's going to be pretty similar to the first leg in that I do expect Bayern to have most of the possession and attack and attack and attack. And I think they're probably, I mean, they had some 30, 30 plus shots, uh, not all of them on target, but about half of them were. 20, um, in the 20s in target, I think. It was just insane. The, I mean, in some of the chances they missed, I mean, you just can't get closer. Um, so sort of an unlucky day at the office, it felt like to me for Bayern. And then every shot that PSG takes finds the back of the net pretty much. I don't think that sort of weirdness will happen again. What I do think will happen again is the pattern of play where we have Bayern just creating and creating and creating. And now they don't have snow to, to worry about. I think more of these chances will be taken. And Presumably. Does it snow in Paris? It sure can. <laughs> yeah, good. That would be funny. Uh, so... I'm just going to go back to the well with who I still believe are the better team as evidence from the stats from the game, even though the stat that's most important, goals scored, didn't go in their favor. But I think it will in this one, and I also think it's going to be high scoring again. And I'd probably lean over, but I really just like getting Bayern at such good value once again, especially when we know they have to go and attack. And do we see Serge Gnabry? Is he going to be past COVID protocol? Does he come back? That would be cool. They're, they're going to need that, I think, because in today's game, they actually drew 1-1 with Union Berlin um, in the Bundesliga. What and did their lineup look like there? Did, did people get rests? Sort of. Kimmich got a rest. Um, he was huge for them in that first yeah, leg. He's great. I mean, they've got a lot of injuries, though. Kingsley Coleman picked up a knock today. Jerome Boateng picked up uh, a knock or a muscle injury, which would be even worse. We found out that Nicholas Sula in the first leg of this match tore a muscle. He's out. That's why he got subbed out. Okay. And uh, Goretzka also wow. uh, had a muscle injury, and he was replaced in that game and likely is going to miss this second leg as well. We've seen Byron in this position so many times. They're down a goal going into this game. They probably have to get at least two and not concede any in order to advance. But if PSG scores or Bayern scores more, it starts to get a little more interesting in terms of away goals and whatnot. So they're going to be going for this. They're going to tie it up at least, I think. And then it's going to be wide open. But with some of these guys missing, they're going to be really thin at the back line. 
in defense. You know, they're not going to have Sula or possibly not Boateng. So who's in there? They've got Alaba and then Goretzka missing in that midfield. And then we haven't even spoken about Lewandowski, uh, right. who they really could have used out there. And and Chupa Moting, all respect to him, put in a great shift in that first yeah, leg. I mean, good. scored a goal, held up play, uh, did some things really nicely. They still have enough pieces to get it done. Yeah, Sané was tearing them apart. He was just unlucky with some of the finishing and some of the traffic in the box where that's where yeah. you miss Lewandowski, right? And Muller in there, you know, the old captain. I don't know if he is technically their captain, but he's uh, he just has been in massive games before. He knows how to get it done on that stage. So I'm saying all these things about Bayern, but I unfortunately I think this is the end of the road for them. I think there's just they've had so many matches over the past few years, especially last year, and now the injuries are starting to mount up, and I think PSG is going to be able to um, see this one through. You know, PSG, the first goal they had was decently lucky from Kylian Mbappe, uh, sort of yeah, bu- bungled by Neuer. A Neuer error, really. Yeah. The second one, they fell asleep on defense, and Marquinhos got in the back line, and he scored. That and then was immediately very he, clever. He came out as well. He had a muscle injury. He has a groin thing, yeah. so he's not playing in this leg either the second leg, which also could be a massive problem for PSG. Is that confirmed that he's not playing? Or I think so. I think he like really strained a hamstring or groin, which, you know, soft tissue injuries are difficult for these guys. Gets them out a few weeks. You want to be careful with it. So they're going to be weak in the back as well. All of this being said, I love goals. This is going to be a goal fest. If nothing else, there's going to be tons of chances created. So give me three and a half goals. It's really high. Um, I'm seeing the juice is actually on the under on that, but I, I see this, t- this going over. Byron's going to control possession, create chances. PSG is going to counter with their incredibly fast attack, Neymar, uh, and Mbappe. And I just see goals happening here. Yeah, I, I'm with you there. And there have to be goals, right? I mean, just but these teams traditionally score a lot of goals. PSG played today. They put, they scored four, they uh, scored three. There were four, four goals in the game. Um, and, you know, Bayern are typically a goal machine themselves. We saw how the first leg went. We saw how many goals were scored across the two legs of Barca and PSG. Uh, that's another one I want to bring up here because PSG did to Barca what they sort of did to Bayern. They didn't score quite as many, or the differential wasn't as high, but uh, they blitzed them. And then they traveled back to Paris and Barcelona dominated them. Yeah. They just attacked and attacked and attacked, and PSG looked terrible. But unfortunately, Barca couldn't convert any of those chances, and it wasn't enough. But Bayern, I think, are going to convert some of those chances. And if they play the same as they did before, I think, like you mentioned, the two two of the three PSG goals in this first leg were questionable or switch-offs or sort of lucky breaks or just not taking anything away from him, like Neymar's ball into Marquinhos was very clever. No one's expecting him to send the ball in that early. So fair play to him. But typically, you're not going to see a lot of those. So as long as they don't get lucky breaks like that, I think kind of like what you said about the Chelsea game, I just want to go with the better team here and, and ride that. But those injuries that you listed are very concerning. So this might be a lineup checker for me. I didn't really realize. Um, so I, I definitely want to see the official news about that yeah it could be a lineup checker wait and see who actually does get on the pitch for this one uh but like you said there i believe there will be goals and this will be very very fun to watch um 
I could maybe see Bayern winning the game, but PSG advancing. Sure. Uh, which is kind of a weird middle to take. But um, but for me, the betting angle, goals. Goals, Jerry. Goals. <laughs> and so let's move on to our Wednesday matches. And the first we're going to talk about is our second leg here of Dortmund hosting Manchester City. This one is seeing Dortmund as home dogs of plus .75 goals. City favored on the road at, by .75. The total is set at three. This one saw Man City victory in the first leg, 2-1, and I think Dortmund will feel a little hard done by uh, some of the refereeing decisions in that one. But, Jord, what do you think about this second leg? Yeah, I, I agree with you. They they did catch some very unlucky breaks in that game, some some weird refereeing strangeness. But, uh, yeah, and, and on top of that, Man City played very poorly, in my opinion. Tons of uncharacteristic giveaways. Rodri had an awful day at the office. Uh even Ruben Diaz played poorly. It was weird. Uh, but they it speaks to how good this team is that they were still able to get the win there. Uh, they left it late, but they won. And, yeah, go, having the two goals, those were home goals, though. So, like you say, Dortmund having an away goal, they will kind of like their chances. But I just, again, go back to the quality here sort of like the broken record thing. I'm just going to keep taking the team that I think is best in these, I think, and just go back to Man City. Now, we did say on the spread last week that we thought if you're going to play the spread, the better way to go is Dortmund getting a goal and a half, and that would have cashed for you if you took that. I wish we made that an official play. Um, but I became so bullish on City, I thought it was going to be more than that, so I stayed away. Well, yeah, we, we should talk about that. You and I were having heated discussions in we our were. in our gambling thread talking about that particular bet because I, I kept saying I, I thought Dortmund might trouble City a little bit here um, and they ended up covering on the 1.5 uh, so I, I don't think we would have made it an official play but uh, but it was funny we kind of clashed on that one uh, but did you have more to say on that sorry no you ended up being right there uh, though I do as I say think that that was probably the worst you're ever going to catch City at least it's the worst I've seen them in some time. So I think as long as they turn up for this and show up, then they'll be too much for Dortmund here. But especially with Dortmund needing to go for things now, so they can't really have the luxury of sitting back and counterattacking like they like to. I think that's going to frustrate them. Yeah, I you know I guess you could say City played poorly, or did Dortmund make them play poorly by by their play? I think the combination of Jude Bellingham and Mahmoud Dahoud in the midfield there for Dortmund they were playing much above their years you know these guys are I think Bellingham's like 18 17 18 and then Dahoud's also like a teenager maybe he's 20 but you know these are really young guys who are hungry um we haven't even mentioned Holland who at one point on a breakaway was running and, and Ruben Diaz was trying to come tackle him and he shoved yeah. him off like he was a toddler it was Marshawn Lynch style yeah right beast mode um so once again, I think for the betting here, I'm loving goals. Like you said, Dortmund got to go for this. They need another one to tie up City. And then if it was 1-0, they would technically be through on away goals. But it's not going to stop there. City will score. I think Dortmund will score. I like both teams to score. And I like the over three here. And I'll probably take Dortmund on the spread, though. You know, admittedly, that's much more risky. 
And don't forget about Pep Guardiola's, you know, weird curse in this round. He's never made it past this round of this competition uh, with, with Man, City. Man City. Or you could say he's never made it past this round without Leo Messi. They call it like the um, Messi-itis or something that hmm. he has never made it past the court. Uh, he's never made it past the quarters without Leo. But anyway, um, this should be another fun one. I think. I think. As we talked about last week, too, I think Dortmund, the reason they're able to give a little bit of trouble to City, I think the reason that Leeds gave a little trouble to City is because these teams are really good at countering and wide open play, and they, they're they willing to run in behind the defense. Uh, but either way, be a great game. Also uh, worth mentioning that Holland did not score again today, making it six games in a row now without a goal for him. First time in his career, I do wonder if that's going to have a psychological effect on him, start to get a little desperate and overthink things. And, you know, that that can really affect players, especially strikers who need goals to know that they're doing well, typically. Yeah, yeah, that's not a bad shout. I mean, he probably is a little tighter than that incredible form he was in in the, in the early winter here. But um, did get an assist in the first leg of this match, so, you know. I think he'll just be happy to win one. Anyway, let's move on to our second match on Wednesday. We have Liverpool hosting Real Madrid. This one is seeing Liverpool as home favorites of a half a goal. I was shocked when I saw that, and the total is set at three. Jordan, this first leg, we saw Real Madrid pretty much dominate in a 3-1 victory at home over Liverpool. Liverpool will be happy they got that they got that one away goal, and they're heading back to Anfield. What do you think about this? If Real Madrid score in this game, it's over. In the first half, well, Klopp got it wrong tactically. I know what he was trying to do. He took Thiago out, and he put in Naby Keita. I think he wanted to slow down that intense Madrid midfield, just how creative those guys are in Cruz and Modric with Casemiro supporting them. Uh, so I understood the thinking, and he corrected it quickly when he realized that that was not helping. I think Keita has not played enough minutes to have been up to the pace, and he corrected it early, uh, as early as he could after they went 2-0 down. Uh, at the end of the first half, he put in Thiago and took off Keita. In the second half, Liverpool were a different team. They came out and totally pinned Madrid back, and it was like, okay, here we go. This is This is what we were looking for. And they did. They got their goal, and then it looked like they were going to tie it up and get the second one. Then they then they were hit on the break and conceded again, and I think that sucked the wind out of their sails and our sails as well as we were on the Liverpool spread. But I understand what you mean, that it's odd that they're being favored here, Liverpool. I guess got to be just because it's at home? It's at home, and they have to go for it, and I guess they just think... Look, I don't know. I mean, the reason I took Liverpool before was because I thought I was remembering Real Madrid's struggles in this competition earlier in the group stages and their inconsistencies, but they have really turned a corner. They look terrifying. They played today in El Clasico and won 2-1 against Barca, but really they were just clinical and precise, and they just looked better than Barca. And I just think they're peaking at the right time here, and they're terrifying. They're just all in such great form, and they're playing so well, and they have confidence. Sort of the opposite of what's going on with Liverpool, right? They're questioning themselves, and they did get a win today, a hard-fought win against Aston Villa. TAA scored. That'll do wonders for his confidence. Um, yeah, he was get, he's been he's having been a getting, lot of assists, too, lately. He's been getting a lot of flack in the media, too, and I 
think a little bit unjustly so. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. They came back in in that game as well. They were down one nil at Anfield, and they finally scored from open play. I think it was the first time in the hundreds of minutes at Anfield. You mean. Yeah, at Anfield. So. I think that'll give them a little bit of confidence. Look, we came back, and they ended up winning that game 2-1 against Aston Villa. But in terms of betting, I'm not making the same mistake again. If you're giving me half a goal for Real Madrid here, I I love that. So if they draw or win, I'm cashing. Give me that double chance all day. I also think you can look at the goals here. We saw this one went to four in the last leg in a 3-1. Real Madrid are so dangerous, just like you were saying, you know, this Vinicius Jr., I remember he when he signed, it was a really big deal. He was like 18, and everyone was talking about how this is, could be the new Brazilian wonder kid, and I hadn't really seen it. And I think this past game was really the coming out for me, at least. You know, Others may have been on the train much before, but he is lightning quick. Yeah. That's why Alexander-Arnold was getting so much crap all week, because, but, because he was sort of matched up with him along that right side. But... There's nothing you can do about it. The guy is the guy is world class speed, and uh, we saw world class finishing. And if yeah, Liverpool he torched Barcelona again today too, that he was a big part of how they were. Right. Yeah. They getting and back. Let's not forget Real Madrid just won El Clasico today since when we're recording this, and now they're top of La top Liga. Top of the league. Yeah. So I, I that's why I'm shocked by them getting that half a goal. I understand that if Liverpool win two nil, then they advance, but it's still, I, I don't see that happening. I see both teams scoring. I see it going over. And I think the value for me is on that win or draw for Madrid on the spread. Yeah, I could see that. I, I have a tough time calling this game individually, but I do fully believe that if Real Madrid score, the tie is over and they're going through to face probably Chelsea in the semifinals. Oh, God, that'd and, be delicious. I yeah, hope we get it. I actually, I'm pretty excited because as i say madrid seems to be peaking here and i have a future on madrid to win the champions league i also have chelsea to win the champions league and it looks like one of those two is going to be in the final for sure uh can they get it done i don't know but it looks like one of them will be there because yeah if if madrid score in this it's over i don't see liverpool scoring three unanswered madrid have three need two unanswered if madrid get an away goal not if Madrid getting away. That's what out. I mean. Like if Madrid scores, then they're going to have to score three and not right. concede anymore. So, look, well, you got to say though, strange things have happened at Anfield, particularly absolutely. in this conversation, uh, in this competition. You know, we saw that. I think they were down four-one on aggregate, or maybe it was four-zero when Barcelona came for the second leg and they pulled that one out of there. You know what? So. It totally. could happen. It could PSG, happen. PSG Barca uh, a couple years back. That one was crazy too. We had like a five one and then six one the other way. So yeah, anything's possible. But you're right. We got to take value where we see it. And right now, Real Madrid are the better team, and they're getting a half a goal. That's got to be no brainer. Tremendous value. I bet that moves before kickoff. Well, that wraps up our Champions League preview. Stay till the end of the show to hear our official picks that will be going on our spreadsheet, and we will be covering the Europa League as well. Uh, but before we do that, a word from our sponsors. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back to AZ Soccer Sharps. Soccer. Now we're going to be looking at the Europa League plays. These will all be on Thursday. And we saw, once again, a pretty fun day of action, though a little more cagey than the Champions League sides. So let's dive right into it. On Thursday, we've got Manchester United hosting Granada for their second leg here. Man United at home favored minus one. The total is set at 2.5. This first leg saw a 2-0 Manchester United victory. And how do you see the second leg, Jordan? Man, you were too much for Granada, as we thought they would be. That's why they were an official pick for us. We love the value on the money line there. And Granada had a few chances, but... I don't think Man U were ever really too bothered. Um, I remember De Gea making a couple of nervy saves in there, but other than that, it was pretty comfy. The second goal, you could say, was unlucky because they got a penalty late. Uh, but, you know, two away goals now, and they're going back home. I, I think Man U were pretty much through to the semifinal. But I remember in the last round, Maybe, no, two rounds ago, back in the round of 16, Man U won 4-0 away to Real Sociedad, came back home for the second leg, and we thought, oh, you know, no-brainer. Real Sociedad's going to have to go for it now. That's going to leave space to exploit, and Man U's going to win. Well, it ended nil-nil. That was terrible. Right. <laughs> so a little worried about something similar to that here. So minus one on the handicap for Man U doesn't attract me very much. The money line is too juicy. The goals I can't figure out either, while Granada need to desperately score, and that probably does set up good counters for Manu. Uh, who are they going to put out there? Can Granada score? Will it be 2-0? This is a tough one for me again. And at the moment, I kind of lean under, but it's not something I really want to play. I, I don't really like an angle here. Do you have one? I'm actually with you here. I think the minus one is too much for Man U. So you look at Granada and say, oh, they're getting a whole goal here. But you can't trust them. Man, you could win this game 4-0. Um, and then, or they could win it 1-0. You know, the total then also is kind of thrown out. So for me, it's a stay away. And let's remember, it's our one advantage we have against the bookies. They have to make a line for everything. We don't have to bet everything. Uh, is the one thing we have. So I'm staying away from this one. I think you're right. Manchester United is through. They'll breeze through this one and um, should be able to advance to the semifinal without much difficulty. Yeah, and we also need to see what happens with Man U Spurs, which takes place tomorrow. We're recording this on Saturday. They play Sunday, and you know maybe there we'll glean a little more info based on who starts. You know, does Cavani get a start, or do we see Rashford at all? And then maybe that can help us with because. Man, you were essentially safe. They're not going to win the EPL, but they're not going to drop out of the top four. 
So they're yeah, barring something control. decently catastrophic, for right? Them. And so the Europa League has to be their primary focus at the moment because it's the only shot of silverware this season. So I think they'll take this seriously despite having the two goal lead. I just don't know what that looks like. And uh, I don't know who the personnel that will be called upon will be. So for now, leaving it, and yeah, it'll be too late by the time we see the game tomorrow for personnel stuff. So we're just going to say for now, there's probably not going to be an official pick on this game. And now moving on to our next game on Thursday, our next second leg of the Europa League, we have Villarreal hosting Dinamo Zagreb. Villarreal in this one is favored minus one goal at home, and the total is set at 2.5. Via won this first leg 1-0 against Zagreb. And, Jord, what do you think? Villarreal are really good. I've been really impressed with them throughout this competition. Their manager, Unai Emery, has won the Europa League three times with Sevilla. And I, I, I think they get through here for sure. Zagreb, no slouches, though. They had some really good chances in that first leg. Uh, so they score here, and suddenly everything's even. We've got an away goal for each team. And so there's everything to play for still, which makes me lean via Real. I think they're going to approach this game like it's still nil-nil and go for the win. I think they need to score in this game. What bothers me is that the handicap is just one. It's minus one. That feels like a push is likely either side that you take on the spread because I think Villarreal win this probably 1-0 or 2-1. I do think Zagreb probably have won their Super Bowl already by knocking Spurs out of the competition. Uh, And so these guys are just going to go out there and have fun, and they play really well. Like I think they'll create chances here, and it's definitely possible for them to score. So this is another really tough one for me to call. The money line for Villarreal... Is too juicy. I mean, maybe you would parlay Man U and Villarreal money line parlay. Maybe the money line for Villarreal drops a little bit. And I mean, if it went minus 190 even, I might actually just like them on the money line. But uh, again, tough for me. Do you have any anything jumping out at you value-wise? No, I pretty much agree with exactly what you said. I think Zagreb showed much better against Villarreal than I expected them to. I thought Villa would kind of cruise here. Uh, which was not the case. You know, that was a tight game. They Zagreb defend really well, and they play really hard, and they had arguably the better chances in that first leg. But Via, you know, were able to hold it out. I think Zagreb won't be too concerned. I think they're they're going to come in here and think they have a shot to win in advance. I just don't really see it happening. I think Villarreal won't do what Tottenham did and take them lightly. And they'll be going full bore, and they'll be able to um, seal the win here. In terms of betting angles, tough. <laughs> tough to see. I, I don't, once again, I don't think you can touch this one. It's funny because it's the same exact lines as Man U Granada, right? It's minus yeah. one, and then the total is 2.5, and I don't really like anything there. Yeah, I, there's probably some value on the under 2.5 in this one. Just because the first leg was a 1-0, and... I don't know that Zagreb can score more than once if they score at all. And yeah, I kind of was looking at it. I was like, okay, maybe Zagreb plus one is not a bad shout. If that draws 1-1 or even nil-nil, you still cash. But I thought the first leg of this would be like a 3-0, 3-1 game. So 
that makes me nervous because that could happen again here, and I want to stick with what my gut was the first time. So uh, for me, yeah, I'm out on it. Yep. Well, moving on to our next games here, we have the second leg of Roma hosting Ajax. Uh, this one is a pick in Rome, and the total is set at three. And Jord, we loved Ajax last week, or at least we loved the over, which ended up pushing in a 2-1 Roma victory and a missed penalty from Ajax and dozens more chances than Roma. Uh, but Roma were the victors in Amsterdam. This one now going back home. And what do you think? Yeah, I, I, I'm i drawn to the goals again because for the same reason we were before. Look, we would have cashed the over if that penalty had been scored. We pushed the over. So that wasn't terrible. Thought Ajax were the better team. And maybe they'll play like the better team again here. So, But Roma looked really good too. In the first half, they were dominating. And then in the second half, well, actually, towards the end of the second half, IX turned it on, and then they were dominant in the second half, which is ridiculous because that's when they conceded their goals and, and ended up losing the game. But so I probably won't pick a side here. For me, it's it's the goals again. I feel really safe taking over three here, and maybe it pushes again. I think both teams are going to go for this. Roma aren't going to think that they're through just because they had two away goals. I mean, IX score one. Then they're essentially tied, but with Roma having the advantage for having more away goals, Ajax score two, it's wide open, and Ajax can always score two against anyone. I'm not scared of that, but I think Ajax pressing forward is also going to leave the same holes we saw for Ed and Dzeko and Pedro. They were just menacing up there, and I think we'll get chances again. I don't see any reason for this to be cagey. Do you? Not at all. I was sort of heartbroken to see... Ajax end up conceding that second goal. Both of Roma's goals came off of set pieces. But Ajax, you know, they create chances. I love the way they play. They're so fun to watch. Linking up play, one-touch passes and triangles and guys running into space almost all the time. So there's going to be opportunities. For me, the man of the match last one was was Roma's goalkeeper, whose, so name, whose name eludes me. I wish I could give him a shout. But um, he was all over the place. And Ajax is going to create chances. They're going to dominate possession. Roma's going to counter and then, you know, try to score off a set pieces. So I do like goals here. Ajax, both of these teams are high scoring, free flowing, as we thought the first leg would be. It was started a little cagier, which I think is sort of normal in the first leg. Maybe we should have seen that coming, or maybe it should have cashed if Dusan Tadic puts that penalty away. But for me, I like Ajax as a pick. I like them on the money line. Both of these teams are getting plus money on the money line, and I like the over. I think Ajax do this, but that could just be my heart talking. Could indeed. And I mean, they even, yeah, as you say, they could win 1-0 and still not make it through. But but like we said, if we, if we think there's going to be goals, then one, once Ajax score two, it's wide open, like you said, because now they're the ones scoring the away goals. And I, yeah, I think the betting play is definitely the over three. I'll personally be on Ajax's pick. Fair enough. And let's move on to our last game of this game week in the Europa League. We see Slavia Praha hosting Arsenal. This one is seeing Slavia as home dogs of half a goal. The total is set at 2.5. Slavia was a little disrespected with that plus one going to North London in the last leg of this where they were able to eke out that 1-1 draw. And once again, they're dogs here, Jordan. They are indeed. And 
this is probably the most fun of the games left here. I think it's the most exciting and interesting matchup. The goals are square. We've got one goal for each team. God, this Slavia team just loves knocking out British teams from the Europa League. This seems to be their MO. Can they do it again? Well, I think value-wise, the, the, the value has moved to Arsenal here because we're not having a full goal spread anymore. It's now Arsenal just to win by a half a goal or a cover a half a goal spread. Their money line is minus 120. So value-wise, that seems good. I do believe that Arsenal are the better, more talented team at their core. Just depends which Arsenal shows up that day. I mean, they did have the better chances and much more of them in the first leg. It could have been a, a blitzing of Praha, but it it wasn't. And now they have to travel through the Czech Republic. It's going to be tough. It's a tough place to go. And, you know, Slavia are going to turn up. They have a lot of heart and they play hard. And I think that aggravates some of the more delicate players that Arsenal have. But they ha they are healthy again. They got Smith Rowe back and they got... Saka back. They featured, will we see Odegaard in this match? Is there something going wrong on with him? Maybe he was just getting a rest because Smith Rowe was back. Um, and maybe they didn't quite respect Slavia enough. Uh, Aubameyang rode the pine for the first half. He came in late in the second. Maybe he starts this one. So maybe they took him too lightly and we, and we do see like Odegaard back in there and Aubameyang getting the start. But I have to say, I just like this uh, Slavia team here. I, well, first of all, we don't like Arteta's vampires. Uh, <laughs> Arsenal is not a team that we love, typically. I do think the betting value moves to them for this one, but I don't really want to bet on them here. I, I'm afraid of this Slavia team, afraid of going against them. So I think I would probably back Slavia on the double chance here on the spread, just like I did in the first leg. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's funny that the spread has changed by a full half goal. So the bookies are like, ooh, we got that one really wrong last time. However, Arsenal had some really great chances. Uh, on the break, Bukayo Saka was giving all kinds of problems to Slavia Prague and their back line. And uh, let's not forget how many times they hit the woodwork there. There was one great Lacazette chance where he got a one-on-one -on -one with the keeper, essentially, and um, tried to sort of bend it around him. Bam, off the woodwork, yeah. and that, that could have ended the game there. Without scoring, yeah. Um, but I'm with you. I think in terms of a betting angle, I'll take the double chance of Slavia at home. They're a tough team. They frustrate. They're one of these workman teams that are in there. They're not going to dazzle you with their skill. They're going to just defend hard, get in your head, give you some little chippy tackles, shoves in the back, and that kind of thing. And that's the way they play. And I think Arsenal having... Having to go for it now after surrendering that away goal, I think they're gonna. I think they might run into trouble. Yeah, technically they're losing right now. If if no goals are scored here, if this stays nil nil and ends that way, then Slavia go through to the semifinal. So Arsenal te are technically losing right now. And Arsenal, it's got to be terrible for their psyche that they worked so hard all game, had the better chances, finally put it away in, what, the 84th, we were yeah. saying, or whatever it was. They I were cheering. You and I turned the game off. We were so annoyed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then and then they ended up conceding in, like, the, in stoppage time. So Unreal. So, I mean, unreal for us, terrible for Arsenal, and you got to wonder if that can weigh on them a little bit. Now they're going to be tight. They're going to be more tight. Like So if they go up in this game, let's say 1-0, and they're feeling really good about themselves, and they're like, oh, boy. 
We don't want to give another goal, and that's the worst way to play. Yeah, I will say that if the right arsenal shows up, they have a very good mentality for comebacks. They went down 3-0 to West Ham recently in the in the Premier League and came back in the second half, tied it up 3-3, got a result. Uh, in maybe it was two rounds ago in this competition in the Europa League, I think it was Benfica who they were playing. That could be wrong. Braga, someone with a B. Anyway, they went down at home, looked like they were going to be knocked out of the tie, and somehow, some way, came together got a goal at the death, and they were sent through. So they do have some resiliency, and they can come back from these situations where it's looking dire. So I, I think they'll like their chances still going in here. They think, look, we were the better team. We can get this done. But Slavia, they're beasts. Yeah. Well, that wraps up our coverage of the Champions League and Europa League previews here. And shall we give out our best selections, Jordan? We shall indeed, Dev, because it's one thing to talk about these games, but it's quite another to put our money where our mouths are. Chuck, I'm going to tell you something. You have that fucking 200 in my hands tomorrow. If you ain't got the 200 in my fucking hands tomorrow, I'll break every fucking bone in your body. All right, Dev. So, a lot of things we like here, a lot of things we're wary of. So, we've got about five official plays out of the eight games we covered here today. We are going to take, for our first official pick on Tuesday for the Champions League, we're going to take the over in the PSG-Bayern game. Now, little disclaimer about this over. It's currently set at 3.5 on our book anyway, shop around, but it's juicing towards the under, so it's possible this moves to 3, and that's kind of what we're hoping, and we'll pounce on it then if it moves to 3. We're going to take over 3 goals whatever the juice. But also, I'll probably sprinkle a little bit on the over 3.5, which is currently set at minus 105, because I really do think we get to four goals here. We saw five goals in the first leg in snowy conditions. I think we'll get more here. Yeah, and Bayern, you know, they're gonna, they're going to score. I think both teams probably score, and, um, and I even like the over at 3.5. And then we're going to move to Wednesday, and we're going to take Real Madrid, Traveling to Anfield, getting a half a goal at minus 120. We just think that we've overlooked Madrid for too long and maybe stood up with Liverpool for too long, and we just need to read the writing on the wall. Madrid are going to win this tie. I think they're going to go through, and they're the better team right now, so getting the value of a half a goal with the better team is just, don't complicate it. That's value. That's what betting is about, is finding value. Yeah, George, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, can't get fooled again. George W. Bush. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I love Madrid here. And like, I'm not going to let them fool me twice, okay? I think they're, they, like you said, they are the better team here. Indeed. Uh, so then we've got two more picks before our best bet. And we're moving to the Europa League here. We're going to take over three goals in Roma hosting Ajax. That's available at minus 120 where we are, and uh, we love it. We think that's a push at worst, just like it was in the first leg. Yeah, back to the well on that one. Just take the goals. Take the over. Goals, Jerry. Goals. And we did see in the Europa League that the first legs of the last round were a little more cagey, and then the scoring really opened up in the second legs, which is sort of the opposite of the Champions League. Anyway, Mm. uh, so I do like that over three in this second leg. Very good. Well, also on Thursday in the Europa League, 
We're going to dare to be bold and go back to the well with Slavia Praha. They're just a tough team. It's even tougher to play against them at their home. Uh, they're now unbeaten in 28 games, I believe. Uh, they're just a fortress, no matter the competition. They're, they're in, I think it's they're unbeaten since October, which is uh, impressive Extremely for a team that impressive. most people have never heard of. So, uh, yeah. So a draw or a win with a team that hasn't lost in, since October? Yeah. And we're getting that value on the spread? I'll take that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, minus 110 to get Slavia, plus a half a goal. Of course, great. Arsenal, look, Arteta is over there vamping around, and he probably can hear us giving this as a bet, and he's going to smite us somehow because he always yeah. seems to. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. And, yeah, we acknowledge, actually, that the value has moved to Arsenal here, so this isn't necessarily a statistical data-influenced pick. This is more of a gut call where we just think it's a... I don't know. We just feel like we're on the right side of the play here. So uh, we're going to close out now with our best bet, and that's back in the Champions League. This is on Tuesday. We're just going to take Chelsea on the money line at minus 130 to get the win once again against Porto. Chelsea on the spread at 0.75 is actually even odds. So, you know, can they cover that 0.75? Possibly, and get another 2-0 two, two victory. But why not just pay a little bit of 30 cents change here and take the uh, money line minus 130. So those are your bets. Lock them in if you agree. Follow us on Twitter to see our recap of how these picks went. We always recap every show, uh, tell you what we won and lost, just like we do here on the show, but we also do it on Twitter. We probably won't have a Champs League show until the next round is ready to kick off, so you can check us out there. But if you take these plays, well, you'll know how you did. Yes, and please give us a follow on Twitter at Easy Soccer Sharps. Follow us on YouTube. Subscribe, like the video, anywhere you get podcasts. Liking, following, downloading the podcast, or leaving us a review, particularly on Apple Podcasts, would be of great help to us. We really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. If we're making you some money, great. All we ask is that you try to help us grow the show. And listen, if you listen to our EPL and Eurotrip shows from this current weekend right now where we're recording this, you're doing pretty well right now, so give us a review. Just a yeah. review. And as always, if you disagree with us, jump into the comment section and start an argument. We'd love to chirp with you. Well, that wraps it up for our UEFA show, Jord, and we hope you guys make some money. Thank you so much. Thanks. Bye-bye. Soccer Sharps.